Welcome to another episode of Health Creators. This is Liv, and I'm joined here today by Paul Hamer, founder and CEO of Biomes. So, Paul, can you give us an elevator pitch of what Biomes does? Yes. First of all, thank you to be here. And of course, uh, Liv. So, I'm Dr. Paul Hammer, I'm the CEO and founder of Biomes, and we are doing genomic-based healthcare, and we are specialized in the field of microbiomes. So we discovered all living bugs, bacteria, fungi, viruses living in and on your body, mm-hmm. and we try to optimize this microbiome by personalized nutrition, by personalized um, nutrition supplements, so that you're overall becoming well-being and better health. Interesting. And uh, what made you start this company? What, sorry? What made you start this company? When I did start it? Well, like, why did you start it? Ah, so why it? did I start it? So now <laughs> yeah. I understood, sorry. Um, quite easy because um, when during my PhD, I came in contact with the basic technology behind our our business and it's called next generation sequencing. So with this technology, we are now able to um, convert a lot complex genomes and DNA pools um, to digital DNA. And now we were first able to, to analyze such complex genomes like the microbiome or the human genome in short time and in cost of cost-effective manner. And for me, it was clear that this technology will change a time area, that the time area of genomics will start. And it was always my, yeah, my goal to make technology transfer to the normal people to help them to get a better life. Um, can, can, can you just explain um, what you mean by microbiome? Microbiome, yes, of course. Yeah. I mean, microbiome means all microorganisms in one community, in one ecosystem. Yeah. So, and microorganisms are really, really tiny living cells that are yeah. bacteria, that are fungi, that are viruses, archaeas. So, a lot of different microbes living in our whole world, and they're living everywhere. They're living on our skin, in our mouth. Mm. And the most famous is our gut microbiome. And the funny thing is we are existing of more external microbes than of own human cells. And they have a big influence on our well-being and our health. So, but they are not living in our bodies, on, on our bodies. They're living also in soil. They're living yeah. on plants. Actually, they're living everywhere where there's life on this planet. And why did you decide to explore specifically microbiome? Because the microbiome is so important for our well-being and health. I mean, they evolved together with us in symbiosis over the last million of years of evolution. Mm-hmm. And we need them. If we do not have bacteria in our gut, we wouldn't be able to digest specific nutrition and specific yeah. foods. So it's really important. And they are not just doing digestion. They are doing also regulating our immune system. They're helping us to protect against pathogens. And they produce really important molecules like vitamins or neurotransmitters who are doing other stuff in our body, biochemical reactions in the field of mood, of sleep, of cholesterol levels. So they have millions of different uh, pathways and signal work, signals, um, and so they're yeah, really, really important for our overall health. Well, why is it important to understand the DNA of the microbiome? I mean, this is a new technology. First yeah. of all, I know we know we have microbes in our body living in our gut. And the old method was the cultivation. So you took a sample for the gut microbiome. You took a stool sample. Yeah. You put it on uh, plates with agar. And then there's some growing but you can, yeah. can only detect around 10% of these bacteria. Yeah. With the new technology, where, which is DNA-based, we just take a tiny smear of a used toilet paper, you have 100 million bacteria on it yeah. around, and then you crack all the cell walls and take out the DNA. 
Okay. So you, you can not only identify every microbe, you can also quantify it. And it's much more precise than doing this calibration method where you just identify 10% and this is not only um, identifying, you cannot also not so good um, and precise quantify. So it's a quantum leap in the technology which enables us to do better research to do better detection of the microbiome. Yeah, I read something interesting on your website where you say essentially um, an individual's microbiome composition is similar to their fingerprint. That's correct, yes. I so, mean, so everyone has a different composition of microbiome um, depending on who you are, like your yes. family, where you live. Like, yes. What, what if you have twins and they live in different places? Like, would so they you have, have different yeah. fingerprints of your microbiota mm -hmm. profile? I mean, a microbiota profile consists a healthy around 1,000 different bacteria strains. Mm -hmm. And then you have a lot of different uh, archaeas and different viruses. So you see a high complex yeah. and it's dynamic, it changes over life. And it's depending on your environment, so where you grow up. If you grow up in a sterile environment without dirt, not playing in, in the soil, in the dirt, you will not have so much contact um, and you have less um, bacteria in you. But also if you had antibody, uh, antibiotics, medicine, drugs, you destroy your normal healthy microbiome, you lose diversity of your microbes. But you can get it back. You can get it yeah. back, that's a good yeah. thing. It's a difference between the yeah. human genome from our parents, which is yeah. on our human cells, you cannot change easily. Mm. The microbiome can change easily yeah. by specific nutrition, mm. behavior, um, also, um, we have also supplements already, probiotics, um, which helps yeah. to improve the microbiome on your skin, in your mouth, in your gut, wherever. What, what can you predict? So like if you, if you took someone's like microbiome, yeah. can you predict like what, you know, what, how, how healthy they are and like what diseases they might have based uh, off of it's, that? It's, I mean, we can predict um, if they have specific problems. Mm. Mainly digestion problems, um, bloating, diarrhea, constipation. But like what about like obesity, diabetes? Obesity. We yeah. can now, I mean, we have more than 40,000 microbiota profiles from individuals. Mm. And we trained already neuronal networks with our machine learning algorithm. And what we, um, um, what we published actually three weeks ago, yeah. was a new predictor tool for type 2 diabetes. Oh, so we cool. can just say if you are a risk patient or you have it already or you, you are not a risk person, just by analyzing your poo <laughs> for the microbiome uh, yeah. profile, and then we can say, okay, you are a risk one mm. with a likelihood, probability score, and then, and that's a good thing, we can optimize your microbiota profile in terms of that your glucose release in the blood yeah. will decrease when you have the right microbes in your gut. They will um, work with the glucose from your food. They will um, um, make the metabolism. Yeah. And so you have less glucose release and that's much more better for, for risk person. And the, the yeah, and development of these disease will be much more slower. And, and presumably you can do that for a whole host of different diseases, right? Absolutely. And then, and then I don't know, we, you, we could basically test like babies to figure out like, how are they gonna develop? Like, are they at risk for? I, I'm, I mean, babies are special mm -hmm. because you get first contact during your birth yeah. with, um, with the micro, vaginal, vaginal microbiome of your mother. Mm. This is your first contact. And then you get it from breastfeeding, and then you get it how you grow up. So your microbiota will change, will grow firstly until you are a teenager, 15, 15 years ago, years around. Yeah. And, and then you have this adult microbiota profile. Yeah. And this can change depending on your lifestyle and your nutrition style. 
if you're just eating yeah. junk food, if you're taking antibiotics and such things, it will decrease your diversity. Mm. If you're living a healthy life, you have a diverse food, healthy food, not industrial processed food, not so much sugar and such things, you will more high diversity. And high diversity is linked to health, to good health, because you have a lot of different bacteria mm. specialized for different functions. That's the uh, secret behind, actually. Yeah. The, is, is there an age where your microbiome like stabilizes? Yes, but being from 15 till 80, 85. When you get older, you lose again some. So 50, 50, 50 or 15? 85. 15 to 15, 15 one, one yeah. to 85. And then that's that, around stable, yeah. depending on your lifestyle. I mean, when you get an infection by a pathogen yeah. or other disease and you have to take chemotherapies or something like that. You destroy your, yeah. your microbiome. But the good thing is you can change it again. Mm. You, after such an impact, you can start again to recover your microbiome by the right food, by the right lifestyle. Yes. Um, so outside of just like sequencing microbiome, yeah. um, what exactly do you do to help people? I mean, our vision at Biomes is that we transform our actually currently sick system because you go first to a doctor when you are sick mm. and our health system is optimized to cure uh, illness, uh, sickness, yeah? But mm. this is not the right way, in my opinion. It would be much more better to prevent, to prevent and, and to strengthen um, health. And you can do it if you say with biomarker analysis, your mm. genome, your microbiome, some blood markers, and combine it with um, sensor data, like yeah, your, your activity profile, your sleep profile. When you combine these data, you first of all can adjust the personal, individualized person to a healthy lifestyle, nutrition style, personalized nutrition. And you can see changes from, from a, a health mode to a disease mode much more earlier, and you can make better earlier diagnosis and you have better outcome. Are there differences between female and male microbiomes ethnic in different ethnicities? Have you have yes. you analyzed that? Actually, yes, you see difference and you can predict on a microbiota profile is this person living more on the coast, more living in, really? in the urban region. We can also predict is it yeah. woman or, or male what age around, and you see also patterns like for smokers. No, or you can, so you, you can, can see a lot out of it, yes. And I mean, okay. it's all statistics. And we already with our data pool, yeah, we can predict this type two diabetes. And we can yeah. also predict other things. I mean, it's all about how safe is it, how high is the probability score. But with the growing data pool, we get more and more um, specific statistical um, 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 safeness. So that's, that's pretty, pretty creepy sometimes because we can detect a lot out of your poo. Yes, yeah, so you could basically like take the microbiome of anyone and just like guess who they are based off of that. Yeah, I mean, could be the future, yes. I mean, similar to the human genome, there are already also tools outside where I can predict your look to because different you said ages. It's like even on the skin, right? So you can basically just like swab someone and be like, I know who you are. Yeah, but, but skin is different to, to oh, gut. You have okay. much more microbes, higher diversity. Mm -hmm. We have not so much data about skin, and I, I don't think that skin has the complexity yeah. in, the, in the number of different strains. But with the gut, we see a lot already, and we can train models. Yeah, and then we can make the predictions. And I mean, the future for me is to do once a year a microbiome analysis, a gut microbiome analysis, and we can predict different risk profiles for different diseases, cardiovascular diseases, mental diseases, type 2 diabetes, diabetes diseases, cancer diseases, I mean, you can do a lot of it, and the, I think this is the future. And the good thing is that you can adjust it after you see, okay, I have a risk. I work again with easy things like 
changing my daily food yeah, or taking the right strains. So um, this will be the future and yeah, let's see. I hope biomes is a part of it. I think you mentioned something earlier about signaling pathways and I find that very, a very interesting area. Um, and I've been reading a lot into things like pendulum health Pendulum, yeah. yeah, they have the Akkermansia strain. Yeah. yeah. So I find that very interesting that they essentially are a clinically validated solution for diabetes, right? But it's, it is that they are introducing a bacterial strain into people with diabetes from people who are like, I think they identified essentially a group of people in Japan or something like yeah. this who were thinner than most people and they found a bacterial strain that was like diabetes resistant essentially and then they're introducing it into people with diabetes okay and and they've clinically validated that crazy crazy you see yeah. you see what's going on in, in the research and also in the clinics and how this will improve our whole, li whole life and i mean we see in our own data that we have specific yeah. Significant specific bacteria is over or underrepresented in overweight or underweight people, mm. and and you see it for different diseases also. And I mean, Akamansia is one of these superbugs which helps yeah. to regulate your weight, which helps yeah. to regulate uh, regulate also your sugar level and the uh, glucose level. So um, if you have the right superbugs and if you maybe manipulate it also yeah. improve it in laboratory before you g get it there are a lot of things uh, can do i mean it's biological hacking in the end exactly yeah. there's basically a limitless like number of things you can do right yeah. because we we talk about like microbiome being like a like a signaling path like signaling mechanism yes um and how it impacts like different protein production, neurotransmitter mm -hmm. activation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you see companies like Zbiotics, yeah. um, and so Zbiotics genetically engineered uh, bacteria to produce the enzyme that breaks down alcohol. Yes, and it's crazy. So you basically take this probiotic, but it's actually a genetically engineered enzyme. Yes, to break down alcohol, so you don't get a hangover. Yes, yes. I mean, this um, is evolution done by us humans. Yeah, we are already in this time era where we have the tools in the laboratory to do gene editing yeah. on these products to improve them or give them new functions. Yeah. And then we can take these bugs inside and these functions are in our bodies. And you have to imagine everything what we take orally into our body goes to our digestion pathway, yeah. digestion to this thin colon and, 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 and um, nah, the colon. And in the colon is the decision if what happens to this food to this drug, whatever. And the first of all, the microbiome is doing metabolism with these yeah. foods and drugs and all these molecules. And then it's deciding what's coming out, what products and what is going through the, the gut barrier and to our bloodstream. And so this is the first mechanism, deciding about what, what's going on into our body. Mm. And again, this what is doing in our bodies different organs in our brain, in our heart, in our liver. So um, yeah, completely interesting. And I mean, this is the first step where we can do improvements yeah, with new functions, which help us to yeah, get fitter, get more robust against pathogens or other diseases. And um, you mentioned basically how microbiomes have an impact on mood, right? Like you yes. can predict mental health. Can you talk more on that? There are a lot of studies outside already who, who show the connection between the gut and the brain. There's a vagus nerve, that's a direct um, mm -hmm. connection, but we know there are also um, other influences by yeah, molecules produced by the bugs in our gut. They are called mainly um, short fatty acids. They are really, really important. They do a lot of 
biochemical regulations and they're going to the bloodstream into our brain and they have influences on specific um, releases of neurotransmitters and they regulate our mood, they have influence our, uh, on, on diseases like depression, anxiety. So um, we, we, we are now in, in a time where we understand more and more that the microbiome in our gut, which is actually not located in our brain, has a huge impact on our mental health. And we see a lot of correlation Mm. We still need a, a more research to understand what's the reason behind the causality, but this is only a time, a matter of time. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like eighty percent of serotonin receptors are actually in our gut. Yeah, I mean that's the second yeah. neuronal. That's the second brain. Mm. It's a gut feeling. The you gut know? feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know. You know, I mean, when you fall in love or when you have the intuition, sometimes here on your, on your gut, on your, on your belly, yes, and, and I mean, this is because we have millions of neurons also in our, um, gut. In our gut, yeah, and they are also in interaction with the microbes. So if I can genetically engineer, right, if I can genetically engineer um, a strain of probiotics to contain any enzyme, right? Basically, any enzyme. Um, could we? You, okay. I'm not sure if one microbe is good enough for that. It would too much, too big, mm. and it it would not, could not live. I would say it's too complex to have any enzyme. You mean a superbug, which has consisting oh, all not, the not every, but any in terms of we can genetically engineer. Right, a strain of bacteria to have any type of enzyme inside. Ah, yes. Um, so, in that case, could we essentially reproduce the effect of pharmaceutical drugs without the need of pharmaceutical drugs? Theoretically, I would say yes. I mean, we have to, to prove it, but uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you have always a cause be yeah. because. On a molecular level and when we understand what is the reason on the molecular level that these diseases arise and then we try mainly to cure the symptoms not yeah. the cause yeah. and when you know okay there's a genetic disorder and this enzyme is not functioning good enough mm. and you have a bug inside which is living in your gut and is producing this enzyme in a correct version you have this yeah, you have fight the cause and not only the symptoms so it, it's a, an approach and um, I can imagine it could work for for many many diseases but even if we talk about current drugs that do relieve symptoms right yeah. um, they work by binding somehow to receptors yes and if we can basically control those signaling pathways through the microbiome, then do we essentially cut out the middleman and cut out the byproducts of these yeah. harmful? I mean, chemicals? it's not only maybe not only microbes. I mean, they are living more on specific areas. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about neurons, I mean, there mm -hmm. are also some kinds of microbes. Smaller one, we find also brain mic microbiome already, but it's a combination. Also, I would say with gene editing. So when you try to repair the human genome in the yeah. cell, um, the cell which uh, cells which are producing the specific enzyme or antibody or whatever protein, um, so it's a mix. I think this is the time of genomics, and genomics means microbiome optimization and human genome optimization. So the combination will be the future. What do you mean a combination? That's a combination that you can um, optimize the microbes and yeah. you can optimize also your human genome. How, how would you optimize your human genome? Yeah, with CRISPR-PR, for example. So oh, you okay. make gene editing. So like gene editing plus? Plus microbiome optimization. Interesting. And so that's like longevity, essentially. It can also yeah, overcome the world diseases and become mm -hmm. older, longevity. There will come a lot of different things. I mean, it's a little bit creepy about thinking the, the future yeah. because now we have the tools to 
to manipulate the human genome and the microbiome and we are, we are creating mutants, a lot of different mutants. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, in, in 20, 30, 40 years, we have everywhere new mutants. Yeah. And it's not only mutants. I mean, the, the, the point is also our pedigrees or our childs get these functions, these properties. Yeah. And then you created a completely new species, maybe. And Like we is, are the X-Men. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, similar like that. I mean... Yeah. There are a lot of movies outside showing this, um, but I mean, that's a, that's a point why we need the society talks, the discussions, the ethic committees, ethic committees. Yeah, because we, we're playing a little bit God and we're doing the evolution, evolution now. And I'm not sure if that's a good way, because I mean, if you, I mean, technology is always not evil, not bad and not good. It's just technology and give us opportunities. Yeah. It's a point how we use these technologies. And when we use it in a right ethic um, way, it's fine. But you know, there are a lot of people and organizations, militaries outside, they're doing mm -hmm. their own interests and yeah. then technology can also mistreat it. Yeah. To make uh, super fighters. Super fighters, I mean, you can create maybe a, a yeah. certain point People who have a stronger immune system, but have also stronger arms, have more visibility, can see also in the UV or yeah. infrared uh, areas. You can get genes from cats, different species. Yeah. You can make humorous. So that, I mean, fantasy, that's the thing. <laughs> it will never yeah. stop to create new creatures, new mutants. In our mind. I mean, in a way, like we're all kind of mutants, right? Because we're always we evolving. Yeah. And one thing that I was wondering, so like basically epigenetics, right? Yeah. Um, kind of happen like even between one generation to Absolutely, another, yeah. it changes. Mm -hmm. So let's say like India, for example, had three famines. And now we can see that the rate of type 2 diabetes is much higher than in other countries. And people think that it's because epigenetically, after your ancestors have been starving, yeah. you now possess like a different uh, phenotype where, where you're more likely to get obesity, where you're more likely to put on weight, where you're more likely to get type 2 diabetes. Yeah. How much does epigenetics um, relate to microbiome composition? being passed down between my my great grandfather who had a family yeah, to me. Yeah. Good yeah. point, good point. I mean the host genome mm. and the epigenetic is a, a part of the host genome. Um, it's regulating the gene expression, the gene yeah. activity and all the stuff. In my opinion it has an influence. Yeah. But it's it's a really interesting question and we need more research to go deeper on it. But I, I believe that epigenetics, as well as the host genome, has a huge impact also on the composition of your micro, mm. microbiome in your gut or on your skin. And so it's an interaction play between host genome and microbiome. And yeah, this is, so the epigenetics has also an influence on it. That's interesting, because people say like, you as a person, your nature and nurture, right? So 50-50. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like your nature is your DNA and your nurture is your microbiome. Yeah, yeah similar like kind that. Of. I mean, we say around 20-25% is your genetic profile and 75% is your environment, your, your way you live. And your way you live has uh, a huge impact on, on, on your microbiome again. And so your microbiome is also, yeah, depending on your lifestyle, but also depending on your host genome, as yeah. from your own genome. So it's complicated. I mean, life is complicated. So whole, I mean, we are consisting of billions of billions of billions of cells, um, having every second billions of billions of billions of biochemical reactions. I mean, it's not understandable for our intelligence to, to, to see these abstract numbers, to understand these abstract numbers, but it's working and it's evolved over three and a half billion years on our Earth. Yeah. So it took a long time. 
And uh, yeah, now we try to understand it, but I mean, it's so complex, the normal people just cannot imagine, can understand every, every single thing. How many years have you been looking into biomes? Microbiomes? Or like how many years have you been doing biomes and how many years have you been... Actually, like, I, I started into... during my PhD time, it was yeah. uh, 2008 around. I started uh, with this next generation sequencing and I started yeah. with cancer cells. I did some mm -hmm. cell lines, some experiments. I tried to understand why some cells are more resistant mm -hmm. against chemotherapy, against radiation. Yeah. and some are more sensitive and and I did some gene expression studies with next generation sequencing whole transcriptome analysis and I, I identified specific pathways in resistant cells DNA re repair mechanism and such things um, which help these cells to become more resistant and I understood then I was five six years 20 2015 around, I was invited to the uh, Microbiota World Congress. Mm. And I said at Pasteur Institute in Paris, it was a great event for me and I was yeah. the first time in, in contact with the microbiome. And my point was always the human genome until this specific event. And the human genome has a problem we cannot just manipulate it, we cannot change it so easily. I mean, they will come across the PR things but it's far more far away but the microbiome has such a huge impact on our life on our well-being on our health and we can easily actually easily manipulate it we can easily optimize it by personalized nutrition by nutrition supplements by drinking the right water and whatever and so i started to think about this much and for this time and always now still now it's much more or better for me to go in the microbiome field to improve the health of people, of individuals. So that was the reason, actually, the Pasteur Institute uh, for Congress. Ah, cool. So what's, like, what's the coolest thing that you've discovered since, like, 2008 about the microbiome? Oh, the, like, that, that you were literally, like, brain explosion, like, I can't believe this. I, I, I mean, we had a lot of nice um, mm -hmm. insights already. I mean, when we build such a predictor tool and you see you can predict such on a microbiota profile a disease or a risk for that, it's, it's crazy just from out from poop. But we find also um, specific bacteria strains mm. which are only in specific people. So it's not only research from ours, but um, for example, we have research um, in our community. They discovered specific bacteria strain, Violella, which are living in guts of runners, marathon oh, runners. Interesting. Yeah, marathon runners who do a lot of kilometers, who have a That's lot of condition. Yeah. And we see that these bugs has a, a positive influence of their uh, duration stability. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy. And we know because they're producing a lot of propionates, this short, acid, short fatty acid going into the muscle, producing lactate, and it's a feedback loop. Another thing is another... I need to take that. <laughs> if you like to run a marathon, you should take it, yes. Yeah. But we have also discovered a, a new bacteria strains finding in people who are doing a lot of sports. Yeah. They get always, you know, when you do sports, you get this good feeling after it. It's like oh. a, a, a small high. Yeah. And then we have people who are couch potatoes. They are just lying on the couch. They have not the, the discipline. They have not the, um, the fire to do sports. And now we found bacteria in these sports, crazy sport freaks who are doing everyday sports because these bacteria have also signal waves producing dopamine and endorphins like, like when you're smoking a cigarette after it and so you are much more motivated to sport, to sport again and so I mean this could be also a therapy for people who are lazy, who are not doing so much sport you know, activities are really important for also for our bodies, for our muscles, for 
uh, metabolism. So, so the gut bacteria is actually um, stimulating endorphin and dopamine production in the brain, yeah. which causes so so only on on movement, right? So after I, you after yeah. you did sports, so, so you, if, yeah, if I have this strain of gut bacteria, then every time I exercise, I have more endorphins and more dopamine. And so now I'm like semi like more addicted to exercising. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting thing, yeah. I definitely need that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you the uh, publication. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I mean, the point is that we, uh, mm. at the moment, are limited in our bacterial strains mm. and the production. We have the anaerobe and we have the aerobe cells, bacterial yeah. cells. And it's not easy to produce them in an industrial scale and you need specific microcapsulation and mm. capsulation to protect against stomach acid so that they coming to your colon uh, in an active alive way and yeah. we are limited to 30 35 yeah genus things but we have hundreds and i mean they will come yeah in the future more and more out and i think in, in a few years we have you have a lot of different bacteria strains and you can mix it to your own and you can drink it. Yeah. You can improve it uh, like a vaccine. You do a once a year a vaccine, a microbiome vaccine with these microbiomes you need. And you can, of course, eat the right food. And, and they're kind of considered like dietary supplements. And because they've already existed in humans, it's like we know it's safe, right? Yeah. It's not like we're introducing something that has never been in a human before. This is just something that is in a specific type of human yeah. that you want. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a point. That's a point. So yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy and fantastic things would come uh, to us and possibilities. And um, so, so how long have you been doing biome for? You said you did your PhD in 2008. Yeah. But I'm guessing there was a time be between then. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I had, fr I mean, uh, since 10, 12 years, I'm more an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, in my heart, I'm still a scientist. I yeah. love to do research and mm. I would like to do it more. Now I'm doing a lot of management, doing organization stuff, people yeah. management, talking to investors, shareholder agreements, shareholder boards. Well, what stage meeting. are you guys at now? Did, have you, did you raise or? We raised, I mean, we founded yeah. in, in, in November 2017. Yeah. And the first three years was great. We had a lot of success, yeah. great revenues, great new number of customers. We mm -hmm. helped a lot of people, great feedback. A lot of investors standing in the queue and wanted to work with us. Mm. Um, and then Corona started. And I mean, we started in the end consumer business with some microbiome tests, the gut microbiome analysis yeah. and test pro. That's our main product at this time. And then Corona started and we got also requests from the Ministry of Health if we could oh, start, wow. if we could produce more production capacity for this qPCR mm. detection method method. And yeah, we, we started that, we helped, but we lost our way, our focus on microbiome. Yeah. And you know, then you are in online marketing, mm. you are depending on, on, on Google algorithms mm. and all the stuff. We fall down. So a lot of things good not good things happen and yeah then we had troubles also shareholder troubles and we have a russian oligarch in mm. our shareholder and mm. so we need a restructuring by an insolvency and all the stuff and then we started and the war began and oh, so uh, the last yeah. two two and a half year was a lot of cries after three years yeah. uh, going to the sky um, but this is a way of entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. it's not always going in the line. You need a lot of patience, passion, and, um, and you need with resilience, uh, resilience, yeah. you need yeah, yeah. Yeah, resistance. Yeah, and, and always think and believe on what you're doing, that you go back to the right way. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it's not easy always. And we are at the moment on a, on a, um, fundraise um, process, so we try what to are you raise. Now? We're raising th three up to five millions. Yeah. Um, until the end of uh, this year, 
Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, we have already good revenues. It could be, and mm -hmm. I think so, that's now the point to get break even with these three, five millions. And yeah, to, to, to get then a stable company yeah, yeah, to focus on it. Because I mean, we have two phases, mm. two stages. The first phase was growing up a business, an consumer mm. business, collecting really valuable data sets. Yeah. So we have this individual biological microbiota profile, mm -hmm. but we have also up to 80 data points about this donor, this individual, this customer. Mm. We know what age, what weight, what they eat, do they have pets, do they are smoker, and we, cool. yeah, yeah. That, that makes this data pool really yeah. valuable and we can train new models. And now we go into the second phase where we generate new applications like this type 2 diabetes mm. risk prediction tool. And we can also um, um, offer industrial companies in pharma or in food to improve their um, products um, to, mm. to also increase or accelerate um, and their product development by, by looking in our database, hey, what kind of bugs playing a role in constipation, for example. Yeah. Uh, and then a food company can generate a new probiotic. Yeah. Yeah, and um, So this is a phase two. It's a little bit analog, similar to 23andMe. Mm. You know, this genomic company from US, yeah. they did also a lot of collecting genetic profiles and now they're doing a lot of um, yeah, data analysis for pharma companies, clinics or food companies. Yeah, yeah I used um, Circle DNA. Um, yeah. Yeah, I used Circle DNA and they have this very nice app that yeah. basically like kind of maps out all your risk factors. Yes, yeah, it's, it's similar. Yeah. I mean, it's based, I'm not sure, it could be also based on 23andMe database. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, this is also really nice to know more about your body, not only your microbiome, also your human genome, when you connect this data. But the, there, you I you guess, understand yeah. better why you have maybe sometimes side effects or you're intolerant against some foods or something like that. Yeah, I, I feel like this is like almost um, more regular though, because, yes. because your microbiome changes, right? And your DNA does not. Yeah. So it's like, if I did a DNA test, it's a very one-off, but because my microbiome is gonna be different, even when I'm traveling to a different country, eating different food, it's gonna be different. So I feel like the propensity to regular testing would probably be higher in that Absolutely, case. I mean, yeah. for the business model, mm. it's much more, easier and better yeah. to work in with the microbiome because, I mean, you can repeat, yeah. you can change it, so you can repeat the, the analysis, you can create add-on products yeah. like probiotics, nutrition plants and such things. And it's not underlying laws, diagnostic laws, yeah. because it's not your own human genome, it's external DNA. We have in Germany, we have these genetic laws, so mm. it's not allowed to do human and genome analysis. So that was the oh, reason really? why we also started with the microbiome. Interesting. What we have already also, yesterday we launched, if you go on our mm. page, uh, gut microbiome analysis for dogs. <gasps> they, have no. this, they, they have this similar problems like us. And the good thing for dogs is that you can generate yeah. the right food with the right ingredients. Oh. That's you cannot so cool. do it for humans at the moment. You can say, okay, eat this and this more, but there you have... You can like fully control what your dog eats. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we're working also on a horse mm. test. Mm. Horses have a lot of problems. Oh, wow. They are not running so much, they stand too long. They have always colics um, because of some treatments against worms. Mm. And we did already also soil um, analysis. You can also improve the microbiota yeah. in soils to improve the fruitfulness of a plant. Cool. So, you know, there are a lot of applications. It's, it's, mm. it's a new basis technology genomics. And we yeah. build up this technology platform, which enables us to analyze any kind of DNA or RNA, nuclear acid. But I mean, our main, main focus at the moment is still the human gut microbiome. And we yeah. have also some ideas about the skin microbiome, mm. the mouth microbiome. So there will come more and more analysis in the future. 
Yeah. So patience, passion, resistance, and belief. Yes. What is the number one thing you would recommend to someone who wants to build a healthcare startup? Be resistant against everything. <laughs> Be resistant. Yeah. It, yes, it's, I mean, the most important thing, but because you, as CEO, mm. CEO, you have always to handle problems mainly. Yeah. So people coming to you because they have a problem. They, so, yeah. and you have to be, always have to be, yeah, thinking logical, try to, to, yeah, avoid the emotional thinking. Yeah. Being on a logical way. It's not always easy. I mean, we are mm -hmm. all humans and, and we have all our issues, problems, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, and, and, and sometimes you have to do also really, really hard decisions. Yeah. Against people you love, maybe you worked again a long time, but you have to think for the whole organization and not for an individual. So, I mean, the individual is also really important. But you have limited resources at startup and yeah. you cannot handle every issue and you are not the social club to help everybody. You are an economic um, company and you, mm. and you need to be successful. And, and so sometimes you have to do really hard decisions and so you need to be resistant as well. Can so, you give us a story example? Oh yes, I can do. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I have employees. Mm. I have to fire mm. and I know they are really nice people and I, I like yeah. them on a friendship yeah and I know they had problems at home they had mm. a newborn child newborn and um, it's not was not healthy and they build a house and all the stuff but the reason was that were also reasons why these persons may be not bringing all these potential in the company yeah. and they are missing too, maybe also too, too often. And with limited resources, you, you, you can do it maybe some months, but when, when you recognize, okay, this potential of this person will not come back mm. where it was and we cannot handle it for the in the future, you have to make yeah, really, tough really hard, tough uh, decisions. So I had to do this uh, once, mm. and this is uh, well, not only once, uh, several times. Uh, yeah. Also with this restructuring, uh, insolvency, mm. shell uh, stuff. I mean, this is a, you need a lot of resistance to do this stuff, and and yeah, even if you are emotional at this point. I mean, I'm I'm also an emotional boy. To to yeah. to, to they, they are my friends. We are like a community. Mm. We all want to do. The same purpose to help people outside there. Yeah. yeah. And what's the number one thing not to do if you want or if you are building a healthcare startup? Um, <laughs> I mean, when we started, there were a lot of opportunities coming to us. Mm. In the first time we had, or in the, yeah, in the first times we had so much success and we have mm. a lot of PR outside publicity, good publicity, and companies coming, big, huge companies from pharma, from food, coming to us. And they started to discuss, and let's do a project, and let's do mm -hmm. business together. And you have to try not to run every opportunity. Actually, mm -hmm. you have to try to focus on one or yeah. one way, on your way. And so that's uh, yeah my advice to every startup entrepreneur try to keep focus as well as possible yeah. say to every opportunity no <laughs> not no i mean no, make not now yeah you yeah. know evaluate yeah, yeah. make uh, make sometimes a hard decision mm -hmm. or say i do it later mm -hmm. yeah and um, even it's so interesting it could be such a scaling uh, potential to work yeah. with such a company. I know corporates needs two around two years until you have a business model with them. Yeah. So it's not like okay, we are sitting together, and now um, after three months we have a business model and running business and the revenues. No, even in the healthcare it takes mm. so long. 
And I had also one experience. We did a lot of work. We developed a really nice tool. We developed a digital gut microbiota check, a quick check, where you just answer mm. um, questions and then we calculate based on our real bioanalytic profiles um, a first look into your microbiota. Mm. Yeah? Digital approach, great tool. Everything was finished after two years, the contracts were ready and then the management changed and from one day to the other it was oh, not signed. Gosh. And I said, what, what's the gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? What happened? Um, yeah, and so in the end, I mean, we have a good, cool tool, but we have no business. Mm. It kind of always happens when you work with corporates. So also an advice for me, is there somebody coming and you see it's an opportunity and these other par partner really want to work with you together, then say also at startup, okay, show me your interest Give me resources, mm. give me a budget, go at first when I see you, you pay a little bit money, a project budget, yeah. and you give me these resources, then I believe you, you really believe in our business. Yeah. So um, don't just trust words. So that's don't also just an trust advice. Words. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, What's the one impact you want to leave on the world with biomes? I mean, the main point is I, I would like to create tools, solutions with access to every body on the world that you can take your own health in your own head by our tools and solutions in an easy way that you can track your body, your biomarkers, your vital parameters, your sensor data, and that you get a great guidance from us, an easy guidance, mm -hmm. which help you young, which help you healthy, so you have a long life in a healthy mode. That's actually my fingerprint, which I would like to give the world and the society.